I'd like to welcome y'all to Secrets from the South. I'm your friend, Scotty Ray, along with my co-host, Terry. Now, you'll quickly catch on that we don't sound like the man on the 6 o'clock news. We talk a little slower, and we've got a southern drawl. But nonetheless, we've got a great podcast lined up just for you. We'll bring you some interesting stories. They're sometimes crazy and a little unbelievable. But it would be just plain impolite not to share them. So get yourself comfortable. Find some southern charm in a glass of iced tea and enjoy. All right, visualize this with me if you can for a moment there, Terry. Okay. You're in the grocery store. You're going down the aisle and you bump into somebody that you used to date and you almost married them. Uh-oh. There's that kind of awkward thing where you kind of talk, how you been doing for the last 35 years or 20 or 10, whatever whatever it is. And you get around the corner and, you, and your breath goes, oh, you know, thank God I didn't marry them. And think about the ones that did go ahead and marry those that they knew they shouldn't have married, and now they're living to regret it. Oh, there's always a big mistake. And they're generally easy to spot, aren't they? You've probably got friends that have done this. I guarantee you, you probably turned to a friend and said, I guarantee you that marriage's not going to last. Oh, how many times haven't we said that? And guess what? It doesn't. It was an old song I remember, I, I love you for all the wrong reasons. And a lot of times people get married for all the wrong reasons. They they think they're going to get out of something and they get into a bigger frying pan. Well, this ought to be an interesting discussion. So break out the rice and call a bridesmaid and enjoy this week's podcast titled Something with a Ring to It. think we even start talking about is it signs that you shouldn't have even been dating them in the first place or do we talk about i'm married to this person and i knew it was a disaster from the get-go or you know i really thought that they were going to change and they didn't yeah they never change let me and you know this as well as i do on, on changing whatever you are now 10 years from now, amplify that at least 20 times. But how many times have you talked to somebody and they're all distressed and, you know, they're going through a divorce or they're contemplating going through a divorce or they're just going through a rocky period and they always say the same thing. I really thought that he or she was going to change. They're not going to change. No, but people truly believe that they're the one link that person has never had. And if I help them, they'll really quit this time. They're the ones that can make or help that person change for the better. And and you know this also. How many marriages have ended because of people drinking too much? And somebody married him. Well, he just had a couple or she just had a couple. And I, I thought that I could change. It ain't changing. Well, I'd say it, drinking is probably going to continue to be a problem if you're going through about, what, five cases a week. Yeah. And if you kind of like catch her on an early Saturday morning and it spooks you just because she ain't got that makeup on, it's going to get worse. Now, you laugh about that, but there has been article after article after article where guys have left their spouse after, I mean, like the honeymoon or a day into the honeymoon simply because it was like, 
Uh, I did not like what I saw Say without so. without makeup. No, I'm, no, I mean article after article. What do they call? What that? does that say about the guys? Yeah, that's saying you're like pretty how, shallow. Shallow is the word I was looking for. You should have bumped into that long before you got married. But I have to say now, I have bumped into people up in Wally World there that uh, I wouldn't recognize unless they called my name because they truly look different. Well, I mean, all of us. You know, you have sometimes where somebody will say, girl, you haven't changed a bit. But you all know that we have. We've gained some more weight. Uh, we've got more wrinkles than we did. Our hair's gotten grayer. Maybe we've gotten a different hairstyle. I don't know. But, I mean, I think that some of us age gracefully, some of us don't. But to say that you saw somebody for the first time without makeup and that was it. Because <laughs> let me tell you, as the years come around... You know, you think of uh, Conway Twitty, I'd love to lay you down when your hair is old and gray. That is really going to happen, folks. It ain't You ain't going to be 20 all your life or 29 and the hottest thing on the block. You do age. You do get wrinkles. I was I was reading something uh, the other day. It was titled, uh, Looking Back at Myself. It was a guy standing in front of the, uh, the mirror, and he was shaving, and he kept noticing uh, this little strand of gray in his hair, and he starts noticing a scar and a few other things that wasn't there, but he goes, hey, I'm still okay with the man I turned out to be. But those things happen. And, you know, and truthfully, it does affect some people a little bit more than it does others, right? Well, I mean, there's all kind of things that uh, we've been reading about, you know, uh, signs that you shouldn't marry this person, and things that we take for granted, like first. I mean, have you ever heard where a guy will say, and it's mainly the guy that will say, well, my wife just didn't care what she looked like anymore. Now, that's different. I have heard that. You know, where they were attractive, they put on makeup, they, you know, fixed themselves up every day, they tried to stay somewhat uh, fit, uh, have a good figure, be healthy, they were energetic, they liked to go and do. And then, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, and there's this whole list of things that says, you know, uh, why people end up where they're in divorce or they're right at the cusp of divorcing. But I, I, I get that. I mean, I don't want to look over there and find out that, you know, my husband is this big blob that doesn't do anything. He doesn't care about his appearance. He stinks. He doesn't brush his teeth, whatever the case may be. I mean, at some point, that's got to go. But have you ever been around somebody that just seems like they hate the world and they take it, and maybe it's because who they're married to, and they regret it and don't know how to get out, and they're just mean oh, to everybody. Oh, absolutely! And then you end up dre- I mean, and after you talk to them, it's almost like they suck the life out of yeah. you. I mean, you find yourself with bad posture. You're bent over. I mean, it's like doomsday. You're walking back to your car. You're thinking, "Oh my gosh, I'm so depressed. Why am I depressed? It's because of that person." Yeah, like I've been over. I got a good friend of mine that his wife. And there's there's no better way, and I'm sure there's somebody out there going to go, oh, yeah, but she's a nag. There is no other way to word this. I can see her coming, and I start thinking, I need to go home and take the trash out. I'm like, i got to leave now. I mean, does she nag right there in front of uh, yes. you? Yes. And, like, you know, bless his heart, he's trying to hold himself up and look like a man. And, yeah, you can't be a man with that type thing. Well, here's an interesting thing anyway, and everybody knows this, but when we talk about it all the time – divorces are pretty common. I mean, the odds are not in your favor when you marry. And, it, you know, st- stats had it a while back that said 50% of marriages fail. 
Now they're saying that that's not exactly true, that current statistics have it at about 46.3%, but that's That's still pretty darn high. high. And so here are some factors that they say are signs that will lead to divorce. Guess what the number one thing is? Arguing. It's money. Money. Yeah, well, I Financial known that. pressure, which is arguing. I mean, yeah. they can argue over how are we going to pay the bills? Why are you spending money on this boat? You know, this sort of thing that just causes, you know, somebody to go and have a knockdown drag out because it's those constant pressure points that they always talk about as it relates to money. But, you know, with money, if you, if you get married, that's when it's no longer just your money, regardless if you've got separate accounts, because you have one common thing and you've got to pay your bills. Now, I know. to discuss it. Well, and I know a couple who are good friends of uh, my, myself and my husband, and they just said that, that what worked for them is for them to have separate checking accounts. You know, mine is just his is mine and mine is mine. I mean, that's what that's it's supposed to be. That's the way it is here, I think. Yeah, I that's what it's supposed to be. I understood you just right. Yeah. So the other thing is work stress. And I guess what they're talking about there is you're stressed out at work and you're probably miserable at work. And so you come home and, and you're you take pro- it out. You take it out on your spouse or you're just no fun to be around. You're just that person that you talked about that's Correct. doomsday. And so, you know, you don't want to have a conversation with them. They're going to zap the life out of you and they're in a bad situation and maybe they're in it because of number one financial pressure they're having to stay in that job and it's just a double whammy it's just a recipe for disaster um another one is domestic responsibilities and think about that scotty we've already talked about that that's where uh what we're talking about when we say domestic responsibilities are just the household stuff Oh, oh. You know, who's washing the clothes? Who's folding the clothes? Who's who's mopping the floor? Who's doing the toilets? See, this is one of those subjects where I really want to be the, uh, what's the word here? The the man and say, well, that's the woman's responsibility. Yeah, uh uh-huh. But I get it this modern day and time that you're supposed to maybe help with that. Am I right? Yeah, but let me ask you this. So is your belief that a wife should work and a guy should work? Equally, it's hard, but the wife needs to be the one that cooks and cleans. I'm really liking the sound of this. But <laughs> is that your position? Well, let me tell you my position, if you got just a second here. Yeah. Probably at one time, okay, let's just go ahead and call it the first 24 years or so of our marriage. Yeah, I, I probably believe that. Now, after Angie got sick and got cancer and i tried to jump in there and i didn't know how to, I, I ain't gonna lie i knew how to do nothing from washing clothes I, I never washed dishes until she got sick and i tried my best to get in there and help her but i have a new outlook on it since all of that and and i and so you're a better uh you're better at domestic responsibilities yes, I am now? now okay but i wasn't that first 20 something years now i'm not gonna lie and see i could see how that can create a lot of tension i know that i thought it was perfect oh my goodness i guess you did you weren't having to do anything (laughs) but i know that uh with my husband and i you know we hardly ever fight and that's honest god truth but i remember one time we got in a knockdown drag out i was so aggravated at him and it was because it was during easter and we had been over to my parents' house, and, you know, my daughter was young then and done the Easter egg hunt and had right. the lunch and that sort of thing. And then we were coming home back to our house. We were going to make sure the house was tidied up and clean, which it pretty much was. But you always want to have that best 
foot forward when your in-laws are coming over and for them to come over and share some time with us. And he fell asleep. So I start cleaning the house. You know, it's before you know it, I'm gritting my teeth and I'm swinging that broom just a little bit harder. And when he woke up, oh, I could have just bit nails. And so we got into it and it was so funny because... I was about ready to leave in my car, and I look out the garage door. We had a window in the garage, and there they came. So we had to act like everything was fine. And the thing about it was it was ridiculous. It was a ridiculous a fight because, fight. yeah, because when they left, it was one of those things where you just kind of laugh about it and you move on. But like I said, we rarely did fight, but that was one of the things that's important. You want to feel like you're not the only one that that's doing things. And I guarantee you, some of these people are saying that are listening to this, I could have told you. Just like we said, we could have told you it wasn't going to work from the get-go. But number four is not spending enough time together. It's amazing to me how much time I spend with my spouse. Now, I have my own life. I do my own things. But we have so much that we enjoy doing together. But I talk to people all the time that have been married 20, 25 years, and I guess they're happy. I, I don't have any indication that they're not, and they do zero together. I know people, I think, go on separate Except for laying in a bed together and go to sleep. Yeah, but, I mean, I think it's kind of weird now. If you if you never do anything, never go on a vacation, I, I mean, that's really, to me, borderline of not really being married. Am, am I right? Well, I mean, think about that. Do you have buddies that never spent time together that are no longer with their spouse? Yeah, I know a bunch of those. And eventually, if you overwork yourself, yeah, well, listen, and you know, I'm not running the guy down, but if you saw the headlines in the last few weeks, Sean Hannity, him and his wife, and they hadn't even been out, have been divorced now for five years, and she left because he overworked. Well, he's, he's got radio stations. He does the, I mean, yeah. at some point, if that becomes a passion for you. And it had been for him, apparently. And then maybe he just doesn't need to, I mean, he had to have seen that coming. It, it says that they're still friends, they get along, but he was, she just, she said she couldn't put up with it anymore, from what I read. Well, I mean, okay, so we got some more out here, and this is a kind of a, this fifth one. Let me see if I can jump on this, and what is it? It's kind of a touchy subject to say on the air, but you can you can pretty much guess what it is. This this is a lack of fire. Okay, well, I'll just put it that way. Oh, uh, after the fire is gone is what you're talking about. Well, I'm just saying that you know when you before you marry, the flame is burn is burning hot. Right, and then people then go, one day you wake up and it's lust in the dust. Exactly. So uh, that's number five. Uh, I think that's self explanatory. I think people would probably you know know where to go on that one. The other one is, number six, is fights over relatives. Yeah, that can, you know, over mama. Especially, you know, if, if a man's mama comes over and tries to tell the wife how to do her And typically, I hear that goes on for years. Am I right? Oh, I think if the mama is clearly involved in the dating process, you can bet your sweet butt so she's going to be involved in the marriage process. Is that a sign? If mama's involved too much, you shouldn't marry him? Would you go as far as well, to say that? I think that? you better know it before. You know, we we're talking about those signs about, thank goodness I didn't marry that person. Correct. This is one of those things where if mama is in your business <laughs> before the marriage, she's going to be in your business after the marriage, and you need to know that going into it. So, okay, I'll, I'll write that Because he's going to be dependent. He's going to have, I mean, it's going to put him at odds when mama's saying one thing and the wife is saying the other. Yeah. I read a story where a guy dumped a girl, and, and I, I don't know that I would have done this, but he, he felt it. They went somewhere, and she put 
the mustard all in her hand and smeared it all over the French fries instead of putting it directly on the French fries. And he said, I couldn't handle it. I had to get rid of her. He goes, if she does that, what would she do later? Oh, my goodness. That is kind of weird. There was another guy that said he dumped. He was on a date. They uh, were running late to a movie, and they ran through the Chick-fil-A line. Chick-fil-A, let me say that correctly, got their stuff. They ate it going to the movies, and she threw the trash out the window. And he goes, that was it for me. He said, I'm not marrying no trashaholic. I know that there are people out there that, well, like smoking, and they throw the cigarette butt out there, and they don't think that's littering. Yeah, and you know, years ago when I did, I would have probably argued with you and thought, eh, it's just, it's just a butt. But now I look at things a little different. That is littering. Well, listen, talking about number five, where we talked about having a lack of, here's a cute little story. A husband and a wife are having a fight at the breakfast table. Yeah. The husband gets up in a rage, and he says, and you're no good in bed either. And storms out of the house. And after some time, he realizes he's messed up. So he tries to make amends, and he calls her. Yeah. And the wife finally comes to the phone after several rings. And the husband, by this time, has gone from trying to make amends to he's just really aggravated. And he says, what took you so long to answer the phone? And she says, I was in bed. In bed this early? Doing what? Getting a second opinion. Now, yep, he funny. had that one coming. That was, that was that was funny right there. He did have that coming. Number seven is their partner isn't affectionate. Well, yeah, there's there's a lot of that out there. You ever seen people that, and you, you know, you always kind of wonder how they are when you're not around them, but they never show any affection towards uh, each other. Now, there are times where that can be on the other extreme, where Correct. you've seen those folks where they can't keep their hands off of each other. Yeah. But, I mean, at some point, it can uh, to me, affection can be just simply how you look at your spouse. Yeah. If you just pat them on the back or you just you can just tell that they really genuinely love the person that they're with just by some of their mannerisms. You know, what we're talking about here is if you're married to Peg Bundy, and God, you ever thought about how bad Al Bundy's life was? Bless her, he was huge, <laughs> and she just never really helped her out there. But honestly, that story was based off a lot of marriages. That, that's why it was such a hit. So many men had to put that hand down their britches and relate to it. Absolutely. Okay, so here's another one. Different interest. And I think we kind of talked about the fact that they do different things together. Yeah. You know, one's playing golf. The the wife has no interest in playing golf. She's doing something else. And they just kind of get caught up in what they're doing before you know it. Or you've ever heard this, where the child goes off to college. Ooh. And because they've had no interest, they've done nothing together, they don't make it. Yeah, that emptiness syndrome, is that what they call it? Yeah, that? yeah. So another one is disagreements over parenting now oh you mean as in how i'm gonna handle this yeah like i'm i'm gonna tear junior up and the the mama says no we're not gonna tear him up we're gonna do time out you know and one of them feels like i'm the disciplinary person and i feel like that you need to set an example and the other one just wants to take a different stance on how they discipline children how they raise their children or rear their children harry on this subject is when you have kids from two different marriages and you ain't doing that to my child. 
Oh, that's where a lot of it comes in. I mean, there's all kind of stories where you just hit on it, where this is going to be uh, potentially a first marriage, but more than likely a second marriage, where you've got grown kids that come into the marriage, and they're not happy about dad remarrying, or vice versa, and they make your life a living hell. That goes on out there a whole lot, more than we know. And, you know, that parent can't punish them. They can't do anything. They just have to take it and... Where does that end? Usually well, they're afraid to because, I mean, they're on pins and needles with trying to establish a relationship with that child who clearly doesn't want a relationship with them. Correct. And they probably do need to be reprimanded, but they feel like they're just caught between a rock and a hard place. What was the movie with Will Ferrell, Step Brothers, you know, where he's 40? Oh, still yeah, and they make the uh, bunk beds together. Yeah. <laughs> They didn't want them to be married, and it was, you know, it came between them two. Well, and here's the last one that leads to divorce. This is number 10. And really, this was kind of surprising to me because I felt like this would have been a whole lot higher because it was kind of, you know, these were the percentages. So this was done in order. Again, financial pressure being number one, all the way down to number 10, and that is lack of trust from previous infidelities. Oh. I mean, how is that still, how is that number 10? Yeah, You've ever heard that somebody say that they left a spouse for having an affair and married you, and you don't think they may, they're may they capable of having an affair on you? Oh, yeah. If they do it once, they're going to do it again. It, it's just out there. So I just felt like that was really odd that that was number 10, but that's what they say. And, and, and here's another thing that we don't see hardly ever in the South, and that is... Fifty-five percent of marriages that occur in the world today are arranged marriages. Can you imagine? Think about if you, the person that yeah. you saw in the grocery store was the one you had been arranged to marry. Well, you know, now here in the Deep South, years ago, and I go back years ago, you had to marry your first cousin because it was, it was not good to marry outside of the bloodline. You really did marry your first cousin? You don't remember all that? that no. Was, oh, yeah. Well, that, that would explain some of the folks we see in Walmart. <laughs> that, that would, but that years ago, that was... And finally, after the uh, the Civil War, that kind of went away. But before that, it was... You didn't want to break that bloodline there. Oh, gosh. Well, and then this says... All right, so think about this. So statistics have that 46.3% end in divorce, okay, of marriages... Okay. So, again, it's a little bit less than, you know, 50%, but still, that's really high. Guess what the percentage of divorce is for arranged marriages? Probably 30. Global divorce rate of arranged marriages is 6.3%. 6%. So those work better? Well, I mean, I don't know if they stay in it because they're miserable and it's because of their culture, and that's just one of those things where it's, you know, you just... Learn to love it, or if they truly find those common things that really bonds them and makes them a stronger couple. You know, that they, they're not superficial like we are. Right. You know, about the guy that divorces his wife because he wakes up and sees her without makeup on. You know, that <laughs> they realize that, I don't know, I mean, but it's an interesting thing to think about. I think the highest percentage of those arranged marriages are in India. But think about that they must really find they're not as superficial, maybe. Wow. I guess you could say as maybe American or, or European culture or whatever else to think that they look at their spouse, I don't know, in a different light or, or whatever it is. But we all know that 
you know, we don't. Well, tell me this, because you didn't bring this up in anything, and, and I have not read anything on it, but I would think this would be a major problem. Political uh, views of you've got one that's a Democrat, one that's a Republican. How do they stay married? You know, even uh, the girl that's at the White House, uh, Conway. Oh, yeah, she's, yeah she's with the, her husband as a Democrat. How does that work? How do you do all that all day and come home and not tie up? I don't know. I mean, I guess they, well, they probably do tie up because they probably disagree, but they have more good things than they do bad things in their marriage. And let's face it. I mean, we all, like I said, getting back to, we could have told somebody, I could have seen that coming. I mean, think about, you're you're talking about the people that you're like, oh my gosh, I could have, you know, I would have married or I could have married. I mean, some of these people are just like, I remember going out on a date with this guy and everybody was like, fix me. This this was the deal. You you never want to be fixed up on a date, but I remember being fixed up with this guy. And there's a reason that they wanted to fix this guy up because he couldn't get his own. Right. Well, and you know, he was a nice looking guy. He drove this Porsche. I mean, that brand new car, um, very nice car for the uh, for the time, but he was just creepy. Well, I wouldn't say he was creepy. He was nice looking, drove a nice car. I can't remember what his occupation was. He had the personality of a gnat. Personality is a lot. You know, there's if you it, correct me if I'm wrong. I've just heard women say this in the past. You can take an old ordinary guy that ain't the hottest looking thing, but he's got a great personality, and he'll go further than the good looking guy. Is that true? Or are they lying? Oh, well, you start to see them. They're, they're, they grow on you, and before you know it, you think, "Oh my gosh, he's so cute." You know, to somebody else, he may not be cute, but to right. you, he's cute because he's got all of these other things that are so appealing. This great personality, but I mean, I just can't imagine being married to somebody that's not funny. I can't tell you how many times my husband and I just bust out laughing at stuff that each one of us does or says. We actually think that each of us are funny. And I think that that kind of, that just makes life easy. You know, what we're saying in short, if you get a gut feeling, that little voice in the back of your head, pay attention to it. If it says something ain't right, well, there's probably something not right, and you shouldn't, A, continue dating them, and certainly not marry them. We hope you enjoyed our podcast and will continue to listen more. We promise to provide stories that intrigue you, provide a little humor, reflect our heritage and culture, whether it's strange and alarming. Please leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. Let us know whether you liked or disliked. Do you have a story to share? If so, we'd like to hear from you. Please email us at comments at secretsfromthesouth.com and provide a brief description of your story along with contact information and we'll be in touch. Until next time, well, you know a secret, well, maybe you should just learn how to cook.